Good morning. Uh, we do have um, the breakfast this Saturday. If y'all uh, can, I don't know what time Angel's needing some help up here, but if, if anybody can be up here about three or four in the morning, I guess, I don't know, to help out, that'd be good. Um, but looking forward to it. It looks like Ethan's getting some good reports back this week. The past few days have been looking really good for him. Uh, so continue to, to be in prayer for him and, and the family as well. Uh, looking forward to time fellowship with you guys in the community this weekend. Uh, if you got your Bibles, turn over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, the, the packing party went well uh, Wednesday night. It was, we had fun up there with everybody. We packed about 350 shoe boxes uh, between the two churches. So I thought that was that was pretty good. And, um, looking forward to um, how the Lord uses Oak Grove this coming week as they're going to be the uh, one of the receiving churches to, to for the community to bring their shoeboxes up to and drop off. So hopefully the Lord will allow them to receive a bunch. And I think, is 11 million, Jonathan? Is that the goal this year? 11 million shoeboxes is the goal this year to, to take in. That's a lot, but it can, it can happen. So I'm um, glad we could be a small part of that and um, help get the, the gospel out. Uh, again, it's it's November, so we're here in the, uh, the month of Thanksgiving, and I'm going to continue to go through uh, some verses that Lord's laid on my heart over the past few months about Thanksgiving, and of course Ephesians is, is another good one that, that Paul wrote that we can pull from about being thankful and, and giving thanks back to God. People around this time of year have about three different attitudes when it comes to giving thanks. Some people think that uh, giving thanks to God is it's unnecessary. I don't need to. I've done it myself. I'll thank myself. I don't need to thank God for anything. And this goes back over uh, to, to Luke 12 and talking about that rich farmer. Luke 12 says, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to, put, where to bestow my fruits. There again, he said, My. He's talking about himself. And he said, this will I do. I will pull my barns down and build greater. There will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then the, whose shall those things be which thou hast provided look at the repetition right there of the word ah ah six times repeat six times ah this guy in my opinion this guy could have wrote one of the new christian songs because he just kept repeating the same word over and over and over ah it's all about him he was worshiping almost himself it was all about what he had done never, never even thinking that hey maybe god had a hand in this Maybe God blessed the soul. Maybe God blessed the crops. Absolutely not. That's not what he was thinking. It's all about what i done. It's how I fertilized. It's how I planted. It's how I watered. It's how I weeded. It's how I hoed. It's how I gathered. It was all about him. Well, that goes right back to Thanksgiving. A lot of times there's people that have that attitude. Why do I? It's unnecessary for me to give thanks back to God because I did this myself. Because he gave no credit 
to God for his blessings, he saw no reason to give him thanks. And that's how a lot of people are. They don't see where God had a hand in their life. I'm not going to give God credit for any of this. I'm not going to thank him. That's brave. That is brave. That's, a, that's not the attitude that a Christian should have, but there are Christians out there that have that type of attitude. I done this, not God. Now, second, some people pretend to be thankful to God. That's another rough one. They just pretend to be thankful to God. They're a lot like that self-righteous Pharisee that in another one of those of uh, Jesus' parables, Luke 18 says, The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as the publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And honestly, his thankfulness was to himself. His thankfulness was to himself and not to God. It was just to him. We can't have that attitude, but yet Christians still have that attitude. And it's not just the month of Thanksgiving, the month of November. It's not just the day of Thanksgiving. It's that attitude that they have year-round. It's about what they have done. Now, lastly, some people are truly thankful to God. And this is where we ought to be in our life. This is where the Christian, this is where we as a church should be thankful, honestly thankful, not just a little bit thankful, but wholeheartedly thankful for what he has done for us. And this goes back to Luke as well, and it goes back to the story of the one, that one leper. I'm going to read it to you. Luke 17 says, And it came to pass as we went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are found not that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Jesus asked, where, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? Only one returned to thank God. Only a few people truly thank God. Only a few Christians turn and truly, wholly thank God. One out of ten. That sounds bad. So if we was to split the church up, just use this church. We have 30-ish here. Only three out of 30 would truly thank God, if that kind of puts it in perspective. Only three out of 30 would thank him. Mm. That's not how we are to be. Not just November, not just on Thanksgiving, but every single day that ends in Y, we ought to be thankful for God, to God for what he's done for us, for healing us of our leprosy, for healing us of our hemorrhaging, for healing us of our blindness, for healing us of our diseases that we've had, all the sicknesses and the illnesses, all the sin that has been in our body, we should be that leper that goes back and thanks him on a daily basis. Lord, thank you for healing me. Lord, thank you for touching me. Lord, thank you for giving me one more breath today. Lord, thank you for giving me one more day. May I glorify your name. goes back to... To Jesus, you know, his goal with Lazarus this morning in, in the lesson, 
that fourth day. It wasn't to bring uh, really Lazarus back to life. The goal for Jesus on that fourth day was to glorify God. That was his goal. That's what he wanted to do. And by George, he did it because he got a bunch of converted Jews after that one. But that's what you do. We glorify God. Every day ought to be a fourth day for us. Glorify God. Everything that we do, glorify God. Give God the thanks for the provisions that he has given us. The person who knows that he deserves nothing the person that, who gives thanks even to the smallest blessings, those are, that's the person, those are the people that truly thank God. They're the people that are, they humble. They're humble. The humble person is the person that truly thanks God. Lord, thank you for this half a slice of bread today. It's perfect. I needed this. Thank you. The person that humbles themselves before God they're the ones that are truly the most thankful and the most grateful for what has been given to them. The lack of thankfulness, though, for a lot of people comes with pride. Now, I hate to be like that. I hate, I hate to even bring that word up. But that, that little P word there, pride, that uh, prevents a lot of thanks given back to God. We don't want to thank God. We think we've done it ourselves. It's all about what we've done. We did this. God didn't do this. This lack of thankfulness comes from the conviction that we deserve something better than what we have. We've got the best, folks. We serve a God that wants us to have the best. We serve a God that will only give us the best. And our little pea brain minds, our little feeble bodies don't comprehend what he has given us. But he has given us exactly what he said we need, and it is the best. Whatever he's given us, whether it be a half a slice of bread and a, a half a cup of milk for the day, that is the best. That's the best because that's what he wanted us to have. might not be the steak and eggs and, and all the, the trimmings that go along with it that we wanted for breakfast this morning, but you know what? We got a granola bar, and he said that's the best that you needed today. That will get you through, at least because that preacher is short-winded and you won't be at church that long. But that's what he does. He gives us the best. Now, I'm going to read you a story. We haven't even got into Ephesians yet. There's an old story about two angels sent to earth by God to gather the prayers of the saints. Now, I want you to listen to this. One was to gather the petitions, and the other was to gather the thanksgivings. The angel responsible for the petitions was not able to carry him back to heaven in one load, while the angel... Uh, for Thanksgiving, while the angel carrying the ones back with, for Thanksgiving was able to carry them back with one hand. I mean, seriously, guys. It's just, it's just a story, but that's kind of true. That's kind of true. If we was to bundle up all of our petitions, all of our prayers, all of our wants that we send up to God on a daily basis, those angels couldn't haul them things back. In, in, in a tractor and trailer. But yet if that angel had to take back our thanksgiving, our prayers of thanksgiving back to God, he could put them in his hand. He could put it in his pocket. We need to be equalizing that just a little bit more. That angel, if it was, you know, if that was true, that angel ought to be loaded down with thanksgiving from us because we've got a lot to be thankful for. 
but that all came from the sad fact that God's children are more prone to ask than to think. We're really quick to ask God for something, ain't we? But we're pretty, pretty quick to forget and think as well. Let's not be that person. You got your Bibles open. We'll get on into Ephesians. Ephesians 5, stand with me just a moment. Ephesians 5, 16 to 20. Ephesians 5, 16. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein in excess, be, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And here's the key verse right here. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, this morning uh, we are thankful. Lord, we're thankful, uh, Lord, just for today. Lord, you've, you've given us another day to wake up, Lord, and you've given us another day to worship you, Lord, and you've given us another day to fellowship uh, with your people, Lord. It's an honor and a privilege to stand uh, behind the sacred desk uh, before your people. Lord, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be amongst your children. And Father, I pray that today we, we not take that for granted. Lord, I pray today we not take uh, anything for granted that we have, Lord, because you gave it to us. You felt like we needed it. You knew that we needed it. So, Lord, we praise you and we, we bless you and we honor you today with whatever you've given us. Lord, I pray that today as we uh, break open the bread of life, Lord, as we, we continue to get a better understanding of, of how blessed we are, Lord, I pray that it continues to turn our hearts uh, from a wanting heart to a thankful heart. Lord, we can give you praise and we can thank you, uh, Lord, more honestly and more wholly for the things you've done for us. Lord, we do pray and lift up those that are continue to be sick. Lord, we still want to, uh, Lord, we just want to lift up Mandy to you continually, Lord, as she continues to heal uh, from this Lyme's disease. Lord, uh, for those that are in here, Lord, that are struggling with any illness, Lord, or anything that might be hindering them, Lord, I pray that you would touch them. Uh, Lord, have you willing way with them. God, we, we just do, we just want to praise you today for all that you've done, for your many, many blessings. All in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You have a seat. I like that. Giving thanks always for all things. Always for all things. That is good. That is, I can't explain that to you. I mean, Paul just summed it up right there. Giving thanks always for all things. Man, I cannot believe that. How do we do it? Always for all things. Every breath we take. We ought before we take before we inhale again, we ought to be thanking God for what He's done for us. First thing I want to look at this morning, we're to give thanks always, just like Paul said, always. I got a lot of scripture to throw at you this time. Brace yourselves. Always. That's a big word. Always. Hebrews thirteen fifteen says, "By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually." That's always, continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We'll go on into Psalms 2 while we're at it. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Listen to me. We ought to be thanking God in public, in private, 
at midnight in the morning, before we eat, after we eat, as we pray, we need to be thanking God. We got 24 hours in a day. We got a lot of time. And I know you two ain't sleeping, so you got a lot more time to pray than the rest of us do. We need to be praying. You wake up, I'm, I'm getting there now. You wake up and you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Pray while you're out. <laughs> you know, when you get up in the morning, we pray. I mean, we've got a lot to be thankful for. When we sit down and we, we eat, we thank God for what he's given us. When we get done eating, you thank God for what you just ate. Whether you liked it or not, you still thank him for it because he gave it to you. When we pray, we thank God. That's what we do. We got tons of opportunities throughout the day to thank God for what he has given us. We have hours and minutes and seconds in the day that we can just set aside and just thank God. That drive that you have from work to home or from the grocery store to the house or from home to school in the mornings or school to home in the evenings, you've got time and we can stop and we can pray and ask God to forgive us. And then we can turn around and say, God, thank you. And if you're by yourself, you've got a lot of times to just to, to reflect back on where he's blessed you. And you can thank him for it. I had a lot of time Monday and Tuesday, Monday especially, riding. I spent about nine hours on the road between South Dakota and, and Iowa and Nebraska. And I had a lot of time driving, 700-some miles, I think, driving. That's where this come from. I had a lot of time to ask God for some guidance. Lord, where do you want me at this Sunday? What would be the best place for, for your people to hear your word? And here it is. Giving thanks in public. Psalms 35 says, I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Think about your public prayer life. Think about your public Thanksgiving life. Think about in public, not in public, in Boone. I think I'm the only person that's ever not been there. But just in general, when you're out and about, how we are to do what? Give thanks. You know, people see you. Lord, thank you. Give you testimony. But we're to give thanks in public so people can hear it. Don't be secretive about it. Don't just hide in your bathroom or in your closet and thank God for what he's given you. I mean, you can do it if you want to, but people need to hear it. It pleases God whenever his people thank him in public, whether it be through blessing the meal or whatever it might be. But it, God wants to hear it because Paul also says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. When you're thanking him, when you're thanking in Jesus' name when you pray, you're thanking God. That, folks, is being thankful in public. Give thanks in private. Daniel done this. Daniel 6.10 says, Daniel went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward it, towards Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So, yeah, you can go in your bathroom or in your closet or in your bedroom and fling your windows open and, and pray. Daniel did it three times a day. Got on his knees, got on his face, 
and thank God for, uh, he had a lot to be thankful for. But if all you can do is do it in private, so be it. Thank God in private. But whether you do it in public, you do it in private, you better be thanking God one way or the other. Thank him for what he has done for you. Thank him. If you ain't get nothing else out of the next two or three weeks that we're going through this, you are going to figure out we need to be thanking him a lot more. Give thanks at midnight. Psalms 119 says, At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. You ever just wake up at the middle, in the middle of the night? Just wake up? How, anybody know the easiest way to go back to sleep? Pray. If you, if you have trouble sleeping, you wake up in the middle of the night. If you pray, most of the time you go right back to sleep. Thank God for whatever he's done for you. He gives you a peace. That's the peace that we need. The peace that we need to sleep. So at midnight, after you make the bathroom run, pray. Give him a thanks for all he's done for us. Give thanks in the morning. Psalms 92 tells us it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. Loving kindness in the morning and faithfulness every night. Loving kindness and thankfulness. Loving kindness and thankfulness. Thank you, God, for your loving kindness. Thank you, God, for your long-suffering. Thank you, God, for your love, for your commitment to us, for your, our relationship. You ever thank God for your relationship? Yeah, that's a relationship. You got a, you got a relationship with God. That's a good one to have. Thank him for that relationship because he is a friend. He is a friend to every one of us. Thank him for that friendship, for that relationship. Before we eat, thank God. John uh, 6, 11 says, Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. Jesus did it. Jesus, before he handed out the meal, before he handed out the bread, he blessed it and he gave thanks for this meal. He gave thanks for this bread. Jesus did it. Hint, hint, we ought to be doing it. I don't know if y'all do this or not, but I, I like to, we'll, we'll sit down to eat. I always watch for that one person to, to put it in their mouth first, and then they have to pray. Don't they? Yep, it usually pays them. Yep, before everybody else is sat down, she's just stuffing it. So It's all right. They're learning. But thank you. Because Jesus did it, we ought to be doing it. How about after we eat? And I guess a lot of a lot of times it depends on who cooks. You might want to praise him a little bit more. Just depends. Deuteronomy eight ten says, "When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which He hath given thee." As farmers, as people, I was thinking as I was going through this this week. I was thinking about that this week for the land, as in Deuteronomy. Thank God for the land that he has given us, that he's provided for us to grow a garden. And through that garden, he has given us vegetables to eat. So, yeah, we thank God for providing this meal. And we get done with that meal, we thank God for the, the land that he has provided us to grow what we just ate. 
there's more to it than just saying thanks for the meal, Lord. I mean, we could keep going on with that. Just keep trucking on down the road with, with the things that he has given us where the, we would have a meal to eat, food to eat. So we thank him before we eat, we thank him after we eat, and then here's the one thing that we tend to forget. We need to be thanking him as we pray. As we pray, Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything be, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So again, this is where, this is where that one little angel ain't going to have any trouble getting our, our thanks back to God because he just stick them in his pocket and fly on up because we don't have it. We're not thankful enough for what he has given us. And until you, and I hate to say it like this, but I'll be honest with you, but until you have been away from home, from your country or your house, and you've had to live in a place where you're not as, what we would say, blessed, where you don't have a Dollar General on every corner, and you got to wait and you got to scourge around and try to find something to eat, you don't know how blessed you really are. But we need to be thankful. Those, you, I, and I, I tend to go back towards missionaries a lot and I, and I, just because I believe in missions. You, you talk to a missionary. Those are some grateful, thankful people. We have missionaries in this world. I know several right now. When I was down at Rock of Ages, I was talking to them. Missionaries are supposed to be there's a set number, set amount of money they're supposed to be raising before they actually go on the field. So during deputization, uh, they're out drumming up, you know, trying to get uh, mission support. They're going to churches. They're they're going to speaking in events and things, trying to get people to support them in the in the ministry. They're supposed to be able to think about seventy-five or eighty percent before they're ever sent out into the field. Do you know what the majority of them are going on right now? between 30 and 40%. They've only raised 30 or 40% of what they need to survive. And you know what? They survive. They make it. And they're thankful. And they're grateful. They're thankful that God has allowed churches to partner with them. I think the Conrads right now are only at 60%. They've been doing this for years. They just can't get above that 60%. They could compromise. Me and Preacher Bull had this conversation not too long ago. They could compromise, and they could go to other churches. But do you know what churches they go to? Churches like Chestnutdale, those conservative, King James Version, Red Hymn churches. That's where they go because those people actually pray for them. They're not just another number, not just another missionary. We actually pray for them in the way we support that's the people they want partnering with them, is the people that pray. So missionaries are grateful, and they're thankful people. We need to be more like them. Now, there's three levels of, of thankfulness out there. Level one, be thankful when we are blessed. That's, that's a little level down here. Now, level number two is be thankful for the blessings that are coming. I like those. Me and Paisley, our favorite song right now is Victory Shout. I love that song. Absolutely love that song, Victory Shout. And in that song, he talks about, uh, I can't even remember how he says it now, but before you even know your blessing's coming, go ahead and give him a shout. A victory shout because you know we're going to win. So we need to be thankful 
while we're waiting on that blessing to come. And the third level is be thankful during the hard times. Eh, there's a, a rough one. Be thankful in the hard times. Let, let me give you some verses to back that up so you know kind of how to compare your life and, and, and be ready for this. Acts 5 tells us, And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing. Listen to this. Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer the shame for his name. For God's name. For the name of Jesus Christ. They, were, they felt like... Listen. Rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They would not stop. They would not stop. Folks, don't stop. When they say you can't pray in school, you pray in school. When they tell you you can't pray in your office, you pray in your office. When it gets to that point in our lives, when they say you can't pray at all, you pray at all. You pray all the time. Because that's what we are to do. If they can do it in Acts, if they can be in a, and be persecuted and jailed and then released and say keep your mouth shut for Jesus Christ, if they can do it in Acts, we can do it in America. We can do it in Chestnutdale, we can do it in Avery County, we can do it in North America. We can do it. Don't be ashamed of it and be thankful for it. Be thankful for the opportunity to praise him. Be thankful. Be just like these guys rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer. Folks, it is an honor to be counted worthy to suffer in the name of Jesus Christ. It is an honor for a Christian to suffer in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 16 goes on, it says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, what did Paul and Silas do? They sang, and they prayed, and they praised, and they shook the jail. We need to be shaking more jails. We need to have that kind of faith like Paul and Silas had shackled down the world has our feet tied down but you know what we can do with our feet tied down i can still raise my hands i can still praise him it doesn't matter they can bind my hands i can still praise him with my mouth if they bind my mouth i can still praise him in my heart it don't matter what the world does to us we can still praise him we can still sing to him just like paul just like silas be thankful they, they were thankful that they were shackled down. They was thankful that they were in jail. They wasn't just in jail. They was in the inner jail. They was deep down in there with the rats. And they was thankful for that opportunity because what did they do? They prayed. They sang. They praised. They thanked him. They shook that jail up. That's what we do. Be like them. If we only thank God when things are going good, our thankfulness is on the bottom rung of faithfulness. We need to be thankful constantly. Not just when things are going good, even when things are going bad. Be thankful. Number two, we're to give thanks for all things. What are all things? All things. Everything. Everything that's out there that we got, we're to be thankful for that. This doesn't mean that we're to enjoy suffering. It's not what he's saying. I know it sounds like it, but that's not what he's saying. We cannot... And it's hard to enjoy suffering. Now listen what the Bible says over here in Romans 8, 28. It says, when we, it says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, 
that love God. Hang on to that one right there. Good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It means we're to rejoice because we, we know God's going to do something in our lives while we're suffering. The promise is only, though, for those that love God. We can get through it. We've got to love God, though. You've got to have that relationship with Jesus. You've got to have that love in your heart for God. And then what does it say? We know that all things work together for good to them that love God. So even while we're suffering, even while we're struggling, even while the storms are beating us down and we ain't never felt anything like this, if we love God, it'll be worth it. If we love God, the Bible says we know that all things work together for good. So there will be good in the outcome. There will be something great come out of the other side of that storm. We don't know what it's going to be, but we know because we love Jesus, because we have put our faith and trust in him, because we have a relationship with Jesus, it will be good. And that is a promise that is written here. I'm going to read you this from uh, Ray Stedman wrote this one time. He said, y'all hang on to this one. This, this is one of those oh me and not amen parts here. I have learned to gauge the spiritual life of a Christian by noting the absence of or presence of a complaining spirit. When Christians complain, they have obviously failed to grasp the great truth that everything has been sent for a purpose. Therefore, in everything give thanks. If all we can do is gripe, grumble, groan, moan, and complain, it shows that we have failed to believe what God says is true. Did y'all curl your toes up a little bit on that one? I sure did. He is right. <laughs> hey, man, he nailed it. That's all we do. We have forgotten how good he has been to us. We have forgotten the many, 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 many blessings that he has given us. And we just complain, and we gripe, and we grumble. Ain't good enough. Nothing's good enough for us. Do you remember what Job said when he lost everything? Do you remember what he said? The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. But he says, blessed be the name of the Lord. When he takes, when you feel like everything's gone away, you still bless his name. When you feel like the world is just on your back and on your shoulders and you can't crawl, you can't budge, you can't move, you be like Job. Bless his name. Bless his name. Or like we say in Psalms 103, bless his holy name. But you bless his name. When life is great and you're up on those mountaintops and you're looking out all over everything and life is good, you bless his name. And you get down in the valley of the shadow of death and you're looking around for them thieves and those murderers and those people that's going to take your money and try to take your life and just disrupt everything that's going on in your little world, you still praise his name. You still praise his name. So mountain highs, valley lows, you praise his name, just like Job did. And the third one, we're to give thanks unto God and the Father. God and the Father, it's out of Ephesians there. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.3 tells us, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
we should give him thanks for all things because he has given us all things. We thank him for all things because he has given us all things. Look around you. And for the past three weeks, have y'all really listened to what has been preached and read? And then you go home and you look around and you're like, man, the Bible was right. He's blessed us. Thank you, Lord, for whatever I got. He's given us all things. We thank him for all things. That's the way it works. The Bible proclaims, it tells us plainly, that God is the greatest giver that's ever been on the face of this earth. God is the greatest giver. You know, you've got those aunts or uncles or grandparents that you think they give the best presents. Mm-mm. They don't hold a lot to what Jesus did for you. They don't hold a lot to what God has done for us. We should be, or we should thank God because he has given us his only son. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't just lend us his son. He gave us his only begotten son. God's love, here's the thing about God's love. It's a given love. It's a given love. Some parents are like that. Some parents have that given kind of love. Not to bribe, you know, they're not bribing their kids. But they, they want the best, they're going to give their kids the best that they can. And that's what God does. Because he's a giving God and he likes to give that love. And he did it over in Isaiah 9, 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That's what God done. God gave us his son. John 3, 16 just said it. Then you go over here to Isaiah 9, 6, and he continues to do it. He give his son. Romans 8, 32 says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for all of us, for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things freely give us all things he's given us all things he gave us all things he's given us all things we praise him for all things we thank him for all things all things second corinthians 9 15 says thanks be unto god for his unspeakable gift thanks be to god for all things we should thank God because he has given us eternal life. Well, we could park right there for a long, long time. Eternal life. He didn't just give us life. He gave us eternal life. He gave the human side of us life. We can breathe. We can eat. We can do all the stuff in the flesh. But as a Christian, he has given us eternal life that's worth the praise right there that's worth a thanks right there thank you jesus for keeping me out of hell thank you jesus for saving my soul thank you jesus the gift romans 6 23 says the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord the gift of god what a gift james 1 17 says every good and perfect gift is from above if he gave it from you, it's from above. Because in my mind and my little my heart, everything that comes from him is good and perfect. Whether we think it is or not, it's good and perfect. And so we thank him for that good and perfect gift. The giver of every good and perfect gift should be the receiver of heartfelt thanksgiving. 
the giver, God, of that good and perfect gift should be the receiver of our thanksgiving, should be the receiver of our thankfulness, should be the receiver of our praise. But do we do it? No, because those thanksgivings are in some angel's pocket somewhere because it just ain't going on. We ain't thanking him enough for what he has done for us. All we do is want, and we never think. We need to be thinking more than we want. Let's thank him for what he's given us. Last one, number four. We're to give thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I thank thee for what you've given me. In Jesus' name, I thank thee for your many blessings. In Jesus' name, I thank thee for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, I thank thee for my family, for my church, for my friends, for my friendships. In Jesus' name, I want to give you thanks. Never give thanks in anybody else's name but Jesus. We don't pray in anybody else's name, do we? Why would we want to thank him in anybody else's name? Think about that. All that we have is, as believers is through Jesus Christ. Everything that we have Amen. is through Jesus. Not by our works. By his works. By what he has done. Without him, we are nothing we have nothing. Without Jesus, we are nothings. Without Jesus, we have nothing. But, but, as a believer in Jesus Christ, we have it all. We've got it all. Whether it's here on earth for a little while, we've got just enough to get us by. But once we get to heaven, man, just watch it roll out. We're going to have tons of stuff. We're going to have, not just stuff, we're going to have crowns, jewels, manna, living water, streets of gold, the jasper walls. We'll have all kinds of stuff. But the most important thing is we're going to be in the presence of Jesus. And we're going to have all this time to be thanking him. As we're pushing them crowns up around his feet, and we're trying, some of you might be able just to flick one or two at him and be done with it. Some, some might just continually rake over <laughs> all that he has, all that they have. But we're going to be in his presence. And while we're there, we're just going to keep thinking and thinking and thinking. And things are going to keep coming to mind that we need to thank him for. And we'll just keep thanking him and thanking him and thanking him. Charles Spurgeon once said, Praise is the rent which God requires for the use of his mercies. I like Spurgeon. I'm going to read that again. Praise is the rent which God requires for, uh, for the use of his mercies. <laughs> so I'll, I'll throw a spin on that and we're going to close. Are you robbing God? Are you robbing God? In other words, are you praising him or not? If you're not praising him for what he's given you, for his mercies, then you're robbing God. Be careful. Don't rob God. Don't take anything away from him that he deserves. And he deserves 
every drop of praise that we got in us. He deserves every drop of thanksgiving that we have in us. He deserves it. He deserves it. Don't take it away from him. Every opportunity you got in the morning, at midnight, before you eat, after you eat, while you're praying, you just keep praising him. You keep thanking him. Don't ever take it away. Don't ever take it away. Stand with me. We're going close. One more time. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. Not just on Sunday. Not just when th great things happen to you. But he says always. Giving thanks always. Does anybody have anything on their heart this evening? Does anybody have a thanks or a praise that they'd like to give him before we close out? Before you go home? Lord, we're thinking that he's able to let you come. That's a good one, folks. Thank him for allowing you to come to church. You could have been... Absolutely. That's a good one, ain't that? No. He just... Like Preacher Daniel said, he stopped. He didn't just walk on by. He, he stopped, didn't he? He just stopped by one day. Mm. Thank God for salvation. Anybody else? I'll say it. Nobody else is going to say it. I'm thankful we've got a church that's got at least one little one, another on the way. Man, the preacher's talking about this week. That's the greatest sound from behind the pulpit I've ever heard. Means at least two people are doing something right. They're raising their kids up in church. And that just does me some good. I love that. I'm thankful. Not just for that, but I'm thankful for the heritage here as well where so-and-so brought their kids to church. They grew up, and they're bringing their kids to church. And they grew up, and they're bringing their kids to church. I like that. I keep on going. So I'm thankful for that. Let's pray. Father, today in, in your name we pray. Lord, as, as we stand here and amongst your people, amongst your children, amongst my brothers and my sisters, Lord, we come to you with a thankful heart. Lord, we're thankful that you've seen fit to allow us one more day. Lord, we're thankful that you've seen fit to allow us to, to get out of bed, Lord, and as we pop and creak and squeak and moan and complain and groan about how bad it hurts Lord we're still thankful that you you give us another breath and gave us a little bite to eat this morning to, to get us here Lord you put a little little gas in our tanks Lord to, to get us up the road so that we could come here and worship and fellowship with your people Lord we're thankful for so many different things in our lives each one of us have our own thankful hearts but, Lord, I think each one of us can agree we're thankful for your son.
Lord, we're thankful for your only begotten Son. We're thankful for the heart and the love that you had for us sin-filled people to send him here for just a few short years. And Lord, we're thankful for that cross. But Lord, we're more thankful for that empty tomb. Thankful for that resurrection. Thankful, Lord, for the peace of knowing that someday soon he will return. We thank you for all the promises that you made us. Lord, all the promises that you've kept for us. Lord, we're just thankful. We're a thankful people. And I pray, Lord, that today that we continue to strive to be a more thankful person. Uh, Lord, I pray that today as we leave this place, we would take every opportunity that's placed before us to stop and thank you and to praise you for all the goodness and kindness that you've poured out on us. Lord, I pray as we leave this place that you would protect us. Lord, I pray as we leave this place that you would be with us. And God, I pray this week as, as we're out and about that you would place someone in our path that we can tell about your son and how thankful we are for a relationship that we have with him. Go with us as we leave this place. Bring us back here at the next appointed time. I bless your son's sweet, holy, and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be back Wednesday if you can.